this podcast. My have bad words because my daddy says words like s and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Go on. Joe 3PO. And I am John. And Joe, yes. what a well-timed nickname for yourself. Oh, yes. As today, <laughs> we are talking to the amazing artist, uh, Chad Thomas. That's who right. has drawn both TMNT comics yes. as well as he's now currently working on Star Wars uh, comics. You know what would have been better than What's Joe it? 3PO? Would have been Michelangelo Joe. R2 Joe 2? Oh, that would have been good too. I was gonna, Donatello Joe. Joe Inardo. Rafe. Joe Fio. No, that one doesn't Joe work. Joe Fio. That would have been good. Leonardo. Joe. S- Splin Joe. Did we already say that? Okay. I think we did. So, uh, anyways, I said did it. Yeah. Well. so anyways uh, check out our talk with Chad Thomas. It was really cool. And, of course, he's a dad that talks about what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad. And what was cool about him was he was somebody – we've talked to different artists about their journeys. What was cool about him was he's the first one we've talked to where it was like, this is what I wanted to do, and I've done it, and I'm living my dream. That yeah. was like – Mind-blowing to me, because I'm like, uh, you don't often hear that. Another cool thing about he Chad Babe Ruth his future. He did, which is amazing. But another really cool thing that I, I thought uh, with Chad was the fact that him and his wife are essentially both stay-at-home parents. How did they swing that? That's amazing. Listen to it. We'll be right back with Chad Thomas after this. We are back here at Dallas Fan Expo, and with us at this time on the Detox Podcast is Chad Thomas. Chad, I recognize your work from the uh, cover art of Batman Adventures and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, so I was a big fan of that, and I know that you currently do work for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and also Star Wars, is that correct? Uh, Yeah, so I I worked on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Amazing Adventures, Uh, and then I've been working on the Star Wars Adventures for IDW. Very nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show today. We really appreciate sure. it. And uh, first question we want to ask you, just kind of a softball question we like to ask is, uh, what do you think makes a good dad? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, softball yeah, question. Right. Good golly. Well, you caught the humor there. Oh, man. Uh, you should have prepped me with this question so, I, so I'd have an answer coming <laughs> right, in right. here. I mean, I mean, a good dad is, for, for me, uh, my dad was always there when I grew up. Um, my dad uh, was always uh, kind of showed me what it you know what it means to work hard sure. to, but also to kind of take care of our family to be present and so that's uh, been something that I've been trying to do myself with my kids, uh, which is a lot easier since I work from home. So I'm sure. probably around a lot more uh, you know with my kids than uh, than I think mo- maybe most dads are. Right. So uh, I just try to make sure that I'm I'm kind of there and present for for what's going on in their lives, taking time out to make sure I'm listening to them. And, you know, they're three and five, so their stories are right. very bizarre and crazy. Right. And, 
you know, there's not a lot of drama, but making sure that showing that like, you know, what, what they're going through, what their thoughts are, or what their stories are like important and to, you know, to what they're learning and going through in their days. And yeah, it's, it's my very basic answer <laughs> to a very complicated first question. Right, right. Well, that's awesome. So <laughs> what was kind of your uh, start in comics? What kind of drew you into it? Well, uh, so when I was seven, I picked up a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book from Archie Comics. And <laughs> I, I, I liked to draw at that point when I was a kid. But I, I read that and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do was yeah. to draw comic books. But very specifically draw the cartoon or all ages Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book and awesome. so I have now uh, I've lived that dream from my <laughs> seven-year-old self and so it's but that's really what got me into it yeah. I, I loved the Ninja Turtles and I loved comic books I got into Spider-Man and the X-Men and the Flash and stuff like that uh, way back in the you know late 80s early 90s right and I just have stuck with it and just you know, from, from when I was seven, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I was, I'm very, one of the lucky few who knew what I wanted to do and right. has pursued it and has been able to, to do it, which right. is awesome. So. That's really awesome to be like, when you're seven, you're like, this is exactly what I want to do. I'm going to draw for this and, uh, set out the goal <laughs> and achieve it, man. That's, that is more ambitious than me as a seven year old who was like, I think I want to be a professional wrestler. I'm not sure that dream has not come true, nor would I want it to, but <laughs> I can hit you with a chair, right? If, well, if hey, you want to do it, a like couple I... around, uh, we'll film it and <laughs> I was just going to say that's more ambitious than me as a 39 year old. Man. <laughs> so, that's right. so how many kids do you have? I got two. What, what ages? Are you uh, I have a five and a half year old son and okay. a three year old little girl. Three-year-old, so five and a half-year-old starting school and things. Uh, he, yeah, he will be in kindergarten next year. So okay. he is. Okay. He, so gearing he up was, for that. Uh, yeah, he was kind of on the would have been on the younger side of kindergarten. So he's in uh, transitional TK uh, kindergarten right now. Right so. on. So primarily, do you, do you do most of your work at home? Yeah, I, I, everything. I'm I'm always at home. I have a, a home office that I, I work out, so I kind of right by our front door, so I can kind of look out on the street. Um, but yeah, I, I've been working at home pretty much primarily for the last five years or six years, maybe more than that. Yeah. As someone who also has a five and a half year old who's going to be starting school um, in August or September, um, how prepared do you think your kid is for that? How prepared are, do you feel for that? <laughs> and then it's a, you know, what, what steps have you taken to kind of prep your kid to, uh, to start that? Well, um, uh, I am, I feel like I am more prepared for it. At the moment, uh, <laughs> my my wife is uh, already. She went in last week and signed him up, uh, like kind of registered him for school and brought his immunizations in. And um, so she came home and she was a little teary eyed and she's like, "It's such a milestone. It's getting ready." And I'm just like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's gonna happen. You know, it's fine." I'm sure in August when he starts, I will be <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, he's starting kindergarten!" Uh, so that I'm I will get to that point um but it's also it's weird because um right now at the preschool or tk he goes to it's kind of like across town a little bit and his kindergarten is like 200 yards away like i can almost see it from our house so it's he's even closer <laughs> but it is a big step like it's it's a completely different i mean he's entering you know grade school uh it's a different you know it's five days a week it's it's earlier mornings um it's going to be different and i you know we're not at that point where we haven't seen what that change is going to be like yet yeah. so i'm yeah. sure like september we're we're gonna have to adjust schedules figure like okay well this isn't you know we now 
what's working, what's not? Like, how do our schedules shift with, with him being in kindergarten now and our daughter being in preschool still? So it's, it's going to be interesting. It'll probably be just a little bit peaceful, more a little more peaceful at the <laughs> house while you're working, not having two kids running around. Perhaps. Well, they, uh, our, my son is in, Liam is in school four days a week. So he, he's, he's out most of the week, and uh, my daughter uh, is there two days a week. And next year, we, we're having her go four days a week, and he'll go five days. So it's actually go- it is going to get more peaceful. Right now, it's not terrible, but my wife and I both work from home. Okay. Uh, and so it's, it, it will be a lot easier for, for her to schedule meetings uh, kind of during the day and stuff like that. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a shift I think what's going to be weird is like having, you know, one school lets out like at this time, the other school lets out at this time, and that's going to eat up some time, like kind of going back and forth at different times of day and grabbing one or the other. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, so the fact that you and your wife both work at home, that's, sure. that's pretty unique for a lot of people. What do you, what do you feel is like, as far as being parents, what's been the pros and cons of that? Uh, I you know, I don't think there's been any cons. It's really been awesome. Uh, we've got a very symbiotic relationship where when she's got meetings, you know, uh, and we, the kids are around, like I can break away from my work because it's very flexible uh, to to make sure I watch them for a few hours. And right. when I've got really major deadlines, when I've got to work kind of through dinner and probably into the night, she's fine, you know, kind of making, taking care of the kids, getting them ready and putting them to bed. Um, so like when we've kind of have that give and take, it's actually, it's really hard when say she's got to go travel for a week and then I'm by myself, I don't get a lot of work done because she's not, we're not there to kind of bounce off each other. So it's been awesome having kind of that partner, uh, you know, we don't work in the same room and we're, you know, she's upstairs in her kind of office space, Right. but it's been excellent. She's been working from home since, uh, our son was born about five years ago. So okay. yeah, a little, little Very more nice. than that. Yeah, I like that. So, how have your kids been? Have they been really interested in your work and wanting to do that, or are they very like that's it's, it's some dad? Does? It's growing. I like my my son uh, now. Like a few weeks ago, he had a friend over, and uh, they they just kept coming into my uh, studio and grabbing paper, and they wanted me to make. They were wanted to make their own comic books, and so we. Um, we uh, went to, uh, like, they, they kept bringing it down, being like, hey, can you staple these? So I would staple the papers together, and I would, you know, like, well, like hey, can we, how do we, how do we write this? So I'd have to, <laughs> took it some time, like, I'm working, I was like, all right, well, this is how you spell this, and so kind of working with them and uh, doing all that, so they've, they've, you know, it's been fun, and my, my daughter is kind of starting to, like, kind of wants, wants to sit on my lap and watch me work uh, while I'm drawing and kind of see what I'm working on. And Has, like has there been, one thing, we had several dads on here, and, and I don't think we've asked them that, this yet. Have have your kids ever been like, Dad, draw me this, Dad, draw me that? No, they haven't. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe they just see me draw enough that they're they're like, ah, you know, well, you know, well, that's, uh, you know, they're kind of bored by it, but no, they, Liam loves watching me draw Ninja Turtles. And I think mostly they just like kind of sitting down and watching cartoons with me and maybe reading some books. Like re- Liam and I have started to read a bunch of comics together a lot more and stuff. So yeah, it's been fun. All right. So one question I got to ask, do you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, currently Donatello. Okay. Uh, like I, I really love the 2012 series that just wrapped up the sure. one that was 3d animated. Right. Uh, I like, like Donatello with the gap tooth. <laughs> I, I really liked, I really liked that their that take on the character and what they were doing with it. So that, that is my current favorite. That's very yeah. nice. 
I know uh, Galan uh, has dressed up as a ninja turtle before. Nice. He uh, went to a talent show and did the uh, the ninja rap. Or no, <laughs> what did you do? Um, it was Cowabunga from the old Pizza Hut. Yeah. Uh, coming right. out of their shells, dressed up. I gotcha. Sang and danced, did the Running Man. I think I had that cassette tape when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I, I have, I have yep. the, the MP3 of that song somewhere on one of my computers. <laughs> that I, I was rapping as Michelangelo, but dressed up as Raphael. <laughs> so if we could just change focus on the interview for a second. Galan, what made you want to do that last year? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had to throw that in there. I, I told him you I would because you were the resident Ninja Turtle guy we had, Got but it. I just I had to throw that in there. His he dressed up Raphael, wrapped as Michelangelo, favorites Leonardo, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, all right. So what um what has been so we know kind of Ninja Turtles have been obviously for a while a favorite of yours to tackle. What has been in addition to them something that you've really enjoyed kind of putting your own spin on uh, character wise? Uh, I mean, I absolutely love working on the Star Wars yeah. book. I mean, I, I haven't done a lot. I did a, a six-page backup in issue six, and then I did the main story in issue nine, which is coming out in a few weeks. Okay. Uh, it was like R2-D2, C-3PO story, and I, I mean, I, I love Star Wars. And yeah. so getting to say, like, I've got to work on probably the two things that I, I really love the most that, like, I mean, Turtles had a huge impact on me when I was a kid. Right. Uh, Star Wars is something that like I've, I've more recently come to love probably over like the past like four or five years or so. Sure. Um, but it's, you know, a, a huge, I mean, gosh, it, it's huge, such a huge property. And to get to say like I got to do right. something on Star Wars was pretty special. Yeah. When you talk about working on, on something that is such a huge property is it, when you're, I don't know, when you're working on it, do you feel any creative pressure to to do something a different way or to watch yourself or uh no not too much i mean uh like my stuff is very all ages and cartoony and i think it when i'm hired i think people know what they're gonna get like they're gonna get my cartoony all ages style and the nice part about star wars adventures it's like it is supposed to be very cartoony all ages really accessible um so i haven't felt so much pressure uh as really excitement of like this, I I'm I'm so I was so excited to to work on like this little Anakin story that I did, uh, those little six pages, and it was just so much fun. Uh, I, I don't know, I, I just get excited more than I feel like that daunting pressure. Sure. On the flip side of that, has there been a character that has given you the most uh, difficulty or the most where you've been like, all right, let me kind of figure out how I'm gonna approach it? Like, spent the most time kind of figuring out. Um. Uh, well. Turtles is kind of like that. I, okay. I mean, so when I first started the book about, gosh, we're a little over four years ago now. Um, it was uh, a series called The New Animated Adventures at that point. And so there was a, a very specific kind of house style guide that they sent along. And so I tried to copy that and adhere to that. And it was a kind of a more, it was a really a rougher inking style than, than I'm, than I usually do. Right. And, uh, I just didn't feel very comfortable with it, um, and uh, that that was tough. And I was very excited, but I did feel a little more like ah, I just wasn't getting it the way that I wanted to. And slowly, as the book progressed, I kind of just shifted to do my own thing, sure. uh, and they nobody really complained. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but it, but I but even through all the issues I did, I still don't feel like I really hit my stride until like the last, you know few issues I did, uh, like the Robotanimal series, uh, it was a little three-issue mini that I did with uh, um, the writer Caleb Gellner, um, and it was 
that was a blast. And that was where I was like, this is these are the kind of, this is the way that I want to do turtles and right. stuff like that. So you know, but yeah, I, there's always that little pressure, and especially when you're looking at a style guide and trying to emulate what what the the kind of the the licensor really wants you to go for. Yeah, is that style is a style guide something that's really common? Uh, it depends on the book. I mean, usually like with a with a license, yeah. Like I know when I did some Powerpuff Girl covers, and I got like a, a style guide for that. Um, I did I did a some My Little Pony covers. Uh, I didn't get a style guide for that, and I I, I don't think that they're too uh, crazy with with uh, making sure that you're adhering to it. But I'm but I I can't quite speak that totally, you know. That's really cool. I just like. Man, just putting your own spin on it, and then I really like how you were like, "Yeah, nobody really complained uh, when I kind of just." I mean, I, I, you know, that that's not for everybody. I know sure. there are some people who work on some different licenses, and right. they 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 are a little have more heavy handed with what they'd like to see. Uh, I know. Um, so, well, Star Wars. So, uh, in the Anakin story, I did like it's like a pod racing story, and they uh, at, at the end it was only one page. Uh, they I I drew this pod race. And um, they were like, well, actually, uh, this is the pod racer that he would be using. It's, it right. wasn't, it was like a, it's not in the movies. It's barely, it's really hard to find the reference. I even looked online. I couldn't find it. And so they said, like, actually, this is the one that he would use. And it's just really like go, you know, deep dive, you know, canon to find this reference. But they sent it along and I just took it in the computer, just erased what I had and, and changed it. So like, sure. you know. The, the notes have never been heavy-handed in the sense that you're like, oh, come on. It's always sure. like, yeah, all right, you know, that, that's that's fine. That needs to get changed. And, you know, so I, I've been lucky to experience that. I know other people have had some frustrating, you know, experiences where they've got to go back and forth and back and forth all over. That, for me, I have not yet had to deal with, with that kind of uh, um, experience. So, right. yeah. I know you talked about uh, the good relationship you have with your wife about kind of symbiotic and like you know co-parenting really well with taking um you know when she's busy you you're watching the kids and vice versa and it yeah. helps that you're both at home so in that same collaborative process have you seen that help you with regards to collaborating on uh, different comics and is there somebody you have really enjoyed has it been more of a struggle sometimes how does that collaborative process work for you um i mean with uh, with comics you're collaborating with a lot of people sure so you know i'm getting a script from a writer uh and you know i'm going through you know i'm taking his scripts or his or her script and uh drawing whatever they have like in thumbnails sending that along to editors and then they'll approve that and then i'll take that to do pencils and inks and then I'll send that along to the colorist, and which will then go to the letter, and then that's kind of the whole thing. So there's a, a lot of collaboration with a lot of different people. Uh, I've never really had a problem with working with other people. I've never really had a problem kind of passing over uh, certain stuff because I know I'm a very slow colorist. I like to color, but I'm very slow. So okay. being able to hand it to, uh, to other professionals who will do it a lot faster and a lot better, um, I'm fine with that it's going to look better putting it in somebody's hands who they're professionals so you just have to trust that they know what they're going to do and i mean like 99.9 percent of the time they always do so they're they're in their job for a reason right yeah that's very cool is there uh any last kind of uh nuggets of wisdom you would have for dads or new dads starting out or anybody in addition to that anybody kind of wanted to break into the industry any last parting pieces of advice for them any 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 dad wisdom or any breaking into the and industry or, and or yeah. oof, uh, hey, it was pretty broad dealer's choice no. <laughs> uh, I, you know um 
dad wisdom, I I don't really feel like I, I have much to share. On, uh, only that, like I, I mean, I'm I'm constantly learning myself. You know, sure. make mistakes and you know you screw up. Uh, I I try not to be hesitant in asking for forgiveness from my kids when I know sure. I've done wrong. Uh, like I, I, I want them to see that, you know, when I make a mistake with them, I, I make sure to own up to it and make sure that I ask very specifically, please forgive me for what I did and how I maybe spoke, you know, maybe a little harshly and let them know that I, I do get regretful when I, when I know I, that I messed up. Sure. So, and I, I, I hope that that's something that they take with them. Um, so that, that would be my wisdom is own up to some mistakes when you sure. know you screwed up. I think your kids will remember that. Uh, as for getting into the industry, uh, it's a lot easier. It's hard as hell, but it's easier to do it now, sort of, than it was when I kind of got started. Okay. The internet makes it so you can kind of get your stuff out and find an audience a sure. lot easier, like with Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Right. Um, you know, there are ways to get your stuff in front of editors and other people who want to see your work. Uh, with with me, I, I don't quite, I honestly don't quite know how I fell into the job I knew I wanted to work in comics. Uh, I just feel like I, I've been very blessed to just have, have found the, gotten my stuff in front of the right people somehow at the right time that I've been able to get a career. Sure. Uh, but it, it's just, it's hard work and you, you have to be consistent. You have to really push your stuff out into the open and not get too bogged, you know, too uh, hurt when you're not getting as many faves or likes or retweets or whatever you just right. you keep at it and then go to stuff like this like fan expo walk around shake hands meet people say hi hand people your stuff talk to people just be friendly meet people you know yeah. just communicate Very and cool. it's a lot easier to do that nowadays than it was uh 10 years ago when i was really trying to kick down the door it's very cool so, so what is an uh a new book that you're working on that you're excited about that people should be on the lookout for I don't know. Well, you mentioned I the Star Wars say. issues. Coming yeah. Out. Uh, so, I mean, Star Wars, you know, I'm always kind of working on those. Sure. Uh, and then there's one, uh, I do, I don't just work on comics. I also work on some other uh, kind of children's books for some other companies. I nice. don't know if I can really say That's quite fine. yet. Because I, I don't know if I've signed an NDA. Sure. If I have, I definitely can say something. <laughs> but they certainly haven't announced it yet, so I'll probably leave it at sure. that. Um, and then hopefully some more comic stuff coming down the line. So okay. Very we'll cool. See. And if, yeah. If people I want do to have stuff you. coming oh, sure. out. I am working. I swear. Well, since you do have stuff coming yeah. out, if people want to follow you and be my, you know, like know when that's happening, what's the best way they can reach uh, you? You can follow me on uh, or at Twitter on at Chad A. Thomas, uh, and I'm on Instagram at at Chad at, and I sometimes post there. Uh, and then on Facebook, I'm really easy to find it, like Art of Chad Thomas on Facebook. Go. And I'm right. I'm I'm a I'm a lazy social media. I'm, a, I'm more of a lurker when I'm I'm liking and faving all my friends stuff, but I don't post enough of my own work probably. Um, but but that's where you can find me if you want to check out my stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. We sure. really thank appreciate you guys. it. And have a great rest of your expo. Absolutely. You too. Thank you. So that was our talk with Chad Thomas. A lot of interesting stuff there. That's right. Donatello is his favorite to draw. That was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, it was it was interesting when I, I watched the 2012 iteration that came on Nickelodeon. 
which, by the way, Jason Biggs was uh, a voice actor for that, and I believe really? that's one that, yeah, he did Leonardo in the first oh, season. Oh, interesting. Is that why you have that Jason Biggs tramp stamp? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, no, uh, that's actually from Orange's New Black seasons one and two. Oh, yeah, oh, I forgot he was cool, on that. Cool. But uh, yeah. I, I believe uh, Rob like Paulson, who did Raphael in... Uh, Wait, Robert Paulson? No, his name is Robert Paulson. Was it Rob? It's Rob Paulson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, he, think, he, I think yeah. he came back and did a voice... Uh, he may have done Donatello, actually. His name is Robert Paulson. Because he did Raphael in the first. He was at the, Fan Expo. Yeah. In Death, we do have a name. His name is Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. Another great movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was in that too. So it's kind of a, it was kind of cool. They bridged the uh, it bridged the gap between the eight, like the first one and the third series. Because there was a second series yeah. in 2003 that's actually yes. my personal favorite. That, that one was really good. Until they did like this weird like teeny, TMNT fast forward or something where they basically abandoned the fifth season. Um, but it was really cool. I, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed the, the few episodes of the, like the, the Nickelodeon. This one, I think it was the first season, uh, first series that Nickelodeon put out when they bought the rights to TMNT. And, um, and we also enjoyed our interview with Chad. So Chad, yeah, thanks yeah. for coming right. on and Thank we you, look Chad. forward to talking to you again. Yet another local artist. Yep. I know, man. There's all these amazing, like local <sighs> comic artists. And by these the way, if, so cool. if you're listening to us out of DFW, a great way to meet cool local artists is to go to whatever your local cons are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, like, Dallas Fan Expo is what we were at where we did these interviews. Which, by the way, was, like, great A. Top yeah. shelf con. It yeah. was really cool. Dallas Fan Days <coughs> that's is, a, yep, that's an is Irving. in Irving in October. I'm sure some of these guys are going to be there. You can check them out. And uh, a lot of these guys have work that's constantly coming out. Um, I saw Chad... Uh, Chad promoted something on social media recently that I'll try and uh, find so that way um, well, I can talk about it. But anyways, yeah, we, we'll come, that, come back to that in between America's favorite segment, Dad Jokes. That's right. And guys, I mean, this is sort of a self-explanatory title for this segment, but Dad Joke of the Week is actually a segment where we give you a dad joke, at least one every week. But I think we have multiples for you this week, and I would like to start out. Guys, did you know a chicken crossing the road is poultry in motion? <laughs> Get it? That's pretty bad. Uh, did you guys hear about the kid, the kidnapping at school? He woke up. That's a good one. Also previously featured on the Detox It was? Podcast. That's okay. Uh, my wife first agreed to a date after I gave her a bottle of tonic water. Uh, I swept her off her feet. <laughs> Dude, that is her. so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that because it's so specific. It's so brand specific, Joe. That's right. Go on. You got one? Are we going to end on both of our down notes? Yeah. <laughs> Man, Ellie sometimes is. She just likes to complain about stuff. I mean, she's five. She's trying to figure out the world. But when she's complaining, I ask her, "Would you like a straw?" And she's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "So you can suck it up." Wow, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Asshole, that right. of the joke of the week. That once again, dude. I just want to say this because I feel like for the third week in a row, you're coming strong with an actual real world dad joke that a dad could make every time a kid asks for a straw. Yep, suck it up, buttercup. Or anytime you're in a restaurant and they get a, a straw, that's great. Yep. So that's amazing. So that was Dad Joke of the Week brought to you by us, the Detox Podcast. Speaking of something that's brought to you by Joe, you have some news about a contest that's, that's currently right. ongoing. That's right. If you like our Facebook page by the end of May, or if you've already liked it, you're already entered. If you like it by the end of May, you're entered. 
Think Fun is a gaming company. They do games for STEM uh, that promotes STEM as well as coding and engineering for kids. There's a game that they are sponsoring a giveaway of called Laser Chess, the beam directing strategy game. It's $39.99 on Amazon or at your local toy dealers. It is for ages 8 to adult. That is correct, uh, which means we can play it and also 8-year-olds can play it. And uh, no one can judge us if we play it. Sort of like Russian roulette. Right. Uh, it combines the spatial thinking Just skills of kidding. chess. Just kidding. Let's edit that out. <laughs> no. With the high-tech fun of laser beams, players alternate turns moving their mirrored pieces around the board. At the end of each turn, players fire a real laser. The beam bounces from mirror to mirror, and if it strikes a non-mirrored surface of any piece, it's immediately removed from play. If you illuminate your opponent's king, you win. Laser Chess is a Mensa select winner and earned a parent-tested parent-approved top pick at Toy Fair 2018. So check it out. Check it out, indeed. We look forward to handing that out in June. So like Joe said, the deadline for that is the end of May. So make sure you go like the Detox Podcast on Facebook. If you can't find it, you can uh, go to detoxpodcast.com. Go on, tell us more about that. So if you go to detoxpodcast.com, that's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast.com, you'll find a link to all of our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find a link to our Patreon, where for two bucks a month, you can get access to all of our bonus content for less than memory foam money. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm going to keep throwing that in there. But there are, like some, there are some things that are free on there. You don't have to be fat dadding to go nope. to uh, yeah to go to our Patreon and get some content. Uh, especially, like, we, we, there, there's a project that we are kind of working on that we may run out at the is starting halfway through the year, I think, some, yep. somewhere in there, mm-hmm. that, that is looking to be on the free tier. Um, so if you like what you hear from that, then you can always, you know, for two bucks a month. That's not very much at all. Um, you can support our podcast. Um, if you uh, want to listen to us, you can listen to us a variety of ways. One, you can go to VocalNow, that's V-O-K-A-L-Now.com, listen to us on there, or download the Vocal app on your respective app store. You can... Um, Listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, so you can listen to us on the go, in your car, at work, wherever you might enjoy listening to music and podcasts. That's right. Thank you, Galan, and thank you, Joe, for covering our contest. It is that time towards the end of the show where we play the hashtag game. Galan. Galan. That's not Galan. Galan, (laughs) throw it to Joe so he can tell us the contenders for this week's contest. So, the the hashtag's real little light. This week. Okay. Hashtag, I've got only three. I didn't okay. have to cut it down. I only had three. Uh, I've got hashtag Babe Ruth his future. Okay. Hashtag Gap Tooth Donatello. And hashtag Joe3PO. I just threw that in there to round it out. It was wow. very light. I'm going to, in honor of Chad Thomas, I'm going to vote for hashtag Babe Ruth his future. Okay. I'll agree with that. All right. Three-way s- sweep. Guys, we have been unanimous for the last several weeks, actually. It's amazing. That's right. That's right. So thank you so much for listening to us. We really enjoy the feedback that we get. If you are a dad that deserves to have a story told or you know of other dads that deserve to have their story told, make sure you go to one of the places that Galan mentioned and let us know because we would love to talk to you and get your story out there. We still have a few weeks of a guest that we had at Dallas Fan Expo. We're, looking, we're really looking forward to you guys hearing those conversations that 
we had. Uh, we have some really cool people coming up, in, including someone that is really involved with the network that our podcast is on. Vocal That's right. Now. So, or Vocal Network. So make sure that you uh, you tune in in the weeks to come. We think you will be pleasantly surprised. So until next time, guys, hashtag Babe, babe roofed his future. Let me get that again. <laughs> hashtag babe roofed his future. And as always, hashtag be a better dad. We'll see you next week. Special thanks to John and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V O K A L now.com.